0: Uh, Today, guys, we are going to be talking about one of our favorite movies from 1979. 78. Oh, 78. Gosh dang it. 78, 1978. Great year. And it is Superman the movie. And I think the best person to lead this conversation would obviously be, be... Steve Two, Steve Lego. He is a huge Superman fan, and he knows about everything there is to know about Superman. So, take it away, Steve.
1: Yeah. So you know, 1978, Superman the movie. It was. This is like the uh, the movie that basically started the whole superhero big screen phenomenon, right? I mean, before this movie. They never thought about how they could make comic book characters legitimately come to life. So this had some groundbreaking uh, uh, special effects. You know, they used a lot of green screen. Now we use blue screen, but um, you know that their whole catchphrase was, "You know, after you see this movie, you will believe a man can fly." And for '78, I mean, it it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but I mean. For what you'd seen in the past on sci-fi movies, to see you know you know Superman take off and, and fly in, in this movie was it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was a big budget. I you know I can't remember for the longest time. I mean, it was in the top twenty films. I think of you know uh, of money making. It's it's dropped off since then. Obviously, there's been such big budgets come out after that, but um, yeah, I mean, no,
0: I mean, you're right, dude. It was it was totally groundbreaking, and I I I recently got a um, um a mug returned to me. I had this little plastic Superman the movie mug, and somehow one of my relatives had gotten it. I don't know like my aunt or whatever oh i i must have my mom or somebody must have gave it to them and gave it to my cousin but it was returned to me like a few years ago oh my gosh dude i loved that mug and it was the superman movie mug and just a little plastic mug but i i remember as a kid i loved it but but we we had w- both watched this again recently i watched it for the first time in blu-ray uh, a couple weeks ago whatever it was when we were we were, we were going to watch it and i was like okay how's this going to hold up cuz i haven't seen it for years i think well of course on d our uh, dvd back in the day you know but after so many years i still never got around to watching it in hd so i watched it and my first impressions were, wow, this movie holds up so damn well. I mean, it just, it, it does, man. It's so iconic. Everything I remembered was just like coming back to me. And it was like, this is why I thought this movie was so great. Because, you know, when you see movies when you're young, a lot of times, you know, it's like, yeah, I was young, blah, blah, blah. They're impressionable. But this right. movie actually holds up. To a T. And I thought maybe the special effects would look a little cheesier in in HD. But to be honest with you, I love the flying scenes. And I kept looking for, you know, mishaps and different things like that. And to be honest with you, unless they fixed it, I couldn't find them. But I thought they looked great. The way the cape, you know, flapped in the wind and everything, they made it so... Realistic, I think some of the flying movies today look look a little more fake in in aspect because I know it's you know CGI and all that stuff, but,
1: but yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of you know in this movie. There's a lot of practical shots where you know it's wire work. You know they they got they got him on on you know in a harness and and they're you know they're they're lifting him. So I mean it's it's not. You know, it wasn't all green screen. You know, some of the green screen stuff. You know, obviously, Reese chasing the rockets at the end. You can tell it's, you can tell it's green screen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it has been cleaned up over time for the the DVD and Blu-ray and stuff like that. But yeah, when you watch the, you know, when you watch Man of Steel, uh, you know, with with uh, Henry Cavill in there, I mean, that's an awesome movie too. But it's like when they're doing the flying scenes. Yeah, you know that. One hundred percent of it is achieved with. You know, movie magic with, with, with blue screen, you know, uh, background, and it just doesn't yeah. look good. You know, it, I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's seamless and stuff like that, but it just doesn't. I don't know. It's nineteen seventy eight Superman. It it just seemed a lot. It seemed a lot more realistic in a way.
0: Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's so many iconic movies that have come out of the seventies and eighties, but the seventies, especially were like so epic with Star Wars, with Jaws, with just, um, you, you. I don't know, man. I'm blown away with all the movies that came out in the 70s that blow most of the movies today away. Maybe not in like special effects, but story-wise and just, oh, yeah. and, and, and just the way they're made. I mean, it's hard. To believe 70 was you know because when we were let's say back in the 80s when we look back on a movie from like you know the 40s or 30s or something we we we, we thought those movies sucked you know you couldn't get me to watch a movie in the from the 30s or 40s well <laughs> that's what these movies are now equivalent to you know right right and they freaking blow half the movies made today away It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, ah, I don't know, man.
1: I I mean, for a lot for a lot of it too. I mean, it was, um, you know, it was it was good uh, screenwriting. You know, this this is, you know, you watch the beginning of this movie and you watch the beginning of the newest one, Man of Steel. The whole Krypton scene for the new movie, I I didn't like it at all. It's those stupid flying monsters flying around, and the whole the whole thing is like CGI and and it's kind of goofy honestly. and you know you go back to this opening scene on krypton you know when they're zooming in first of all you you, you know it's like a miniature you know they're zooming yeah. in on like on that like the the crystal planet but i mean how they they zoom in and then they they show you like the interior and that's all practical sets and uh you know they have those cool glowing outfits the white glowing outfits that uh Um, I remember reading somewhere that that was some kind of uh, lucite or something. It was like some crazy stuff that um, they used for that. And they glued glued these pieces on the costumes to make it glow like that. Really? And, (laughs) uh, you know, but they didn't waste any time, uh, you know, explaining anything about Krypton, which is kind of cool. I mean, I don't need to know about, you know. What Krypton is and 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 who they are—they just go right into the, they, they go right into the scene with the, the three Phantom Zone criminals. You know, at, at first you don't you don't even know like what's going on here. Who are these three people in these in these rings?
0: Yeah,
1: right. You know, and uh, which is cool because um, it was set up obviously for Superman too, um, and they were they were filming these movies basically. At the same time, yeah, I mean, nobody, no, nobody knew. So I was like, uh, I, you know, when I first started, when I was young watching that movie, I mean, I didn't really understand who those people were. I mean, I knew what, I knew who they were, you know, in in like the Superman lore. And I knew they were getting sent to the Phantom Zone. But I didn't really understand why they were in the movie because they didn't talk about it the rest of you know, the rest of the movie. Right. But, you know, they do that. And then of course they, you know, they, they go into the whole, uh, you know, monologue about how the, the planet's in danger and, you know, yada, yada, right. yada. And so they, you know, neither my wife or I will leave Krypton, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, of course they're going to, they're going to send, they're going to send Superman. They're going to send, they're going to send Kyle to earth or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, You know that it's pretty cool. You know, I think the scene where Krypton's like disintegrating and people are falling in the big chasms and uh, you know all that white crystal stuff falling over and crushing people. I mean, I I thought that was, I thought it was pretty cool too. I mean, all that was like practical, yeah, practical stuff. There was no, there was no CGI there. I mean, they were they were dropping big chunks of styrofoam (laughs) on people and crushing them, and it looked good.
0: Uh, Richard Donner. He he did amazing work on it. I mean, what what was the big? Um, why am I drawing drawing a blank? What was his other big hit before this this one?
1: I think it was a comedy or something, wasn't it? I, I don't remember.
0: Let me let me look that up, because I had it on my thing, and I said, oh shoot, I forgot he directed that. Um, um what was it? Uh, it was a horror movie, wasn't he? Didn't he? Oh, he did, he did The Goonies, but what, uh, that was... That you know, was crazy. like five
1: years later or something. Yeah,
0: but th- there was a iconic horror movie he did, I thought. Oh, The Omen. Oh. Yeah. That's what he did, and that movie was another 70s, uh, I would say, iconic horror film, like The Exorcist, that I now that that scares the crap out of me because i don't like you know demons and devil stuff but when you think of horror movies that really scared you i would put the exorcist the omen um right up there at the top because it, it, those are just kind of like so atmospheric and scary and and more realistic type that uh yeah, when I heard when when I were um, I was watching something about cursed films, you know, and stuff, and I they were going over the Omen and and some of the bad things that happened during the making, and they said Richard Donner. I was like, wait, what? that's a Superman director. I had no idea he directed the Omen, and that was very very eerie the way it was shot, kind of like The Shining, you know. There there was a lot of really memorable scenes that kind of stick in your head. So that was a scary film to me, but yeah, that was the that was the one he directed that well, that came out in 1976. So yeah, 2 years later Superman comes out. So he was a very busy guy. <laughs> and then and then uh 2 years after that, 1980, Superman 2 comes out. So um and you you said you watched the donner cut of that right superman 2 yeah. and i and how how do you compare that with superman 2 the theatrical is there a lot it, more it's you know
1: the, the only complaint i have about the donner cut is that um as a whole the the movie is a hundred times better than what we, we were we were given back in 1980 because yeah. they got rid of a lot of the hokey slapstick garbage that they put in there and uh, you know they they did have to you know uh, use some um, screen test footage to fill in the blanks for some of the scenes so you can see you know where they put it in there but um, the story was way better in the Donner Cut the only thing that stunk is that Essentially, the ending of Superman 2 is virtually the same ending as Superman the movie. Mm. Um, basically, Superman flies around the Earth to turn back time to oh, fix okay. certain things. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the only the only thing that I I, I didn't like about it. But way now, uh, way, way more serious uh, movie, the daughter cut.
0: Now you told me that. Walmart had, well, I mean, it's out everywhere, but the TV version of Superman on Blu-ray. So I went and got it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but they added like, oh my gosh, what was it? Another hour or 40 minutes or something?
1: uh, Yeah, it's it's at least 40 minutes.
0: I mean, holy cow, dude. I didn't even hear about this. So I went and got it. But when we were going to watch this, I wanted to watch the theatrical to do this podcast. Yeah. And then I'm going to go watch that cut
1: later. But I mean, mean, there's nothing really of consequence like in the extra 40 minutes of of footage. Mm -hmm. It's just that, you know, ABC had gotten the rights to play it on TV and they want, you know, Superman was a huge movie. um, So... They wanted to make it uh, for ratings, I guess. They wanted to make it a two-night, a two-night, you know, thing. So they literally took Superman, they added like forty-five minutes of footage, and then they split it into two nights. Wow! And um, that's how long it was, Um, you know. But yeah, there's not any like really uh, scenes that really change the movie. Uh, There's really there is a really cool scene where they. where he's in he's in smallville and he's racing uh to try to beat the train you know cuz okay. he's trying he's he's trying to get home
0: so maybe that so that wasn't in the movie right cuz that's what I was that's what I was prob- I I thought there was another smallville cut so maybe I remember watching on TV or something because
1: yeah cuz they you know in the movie they just show him running uh alongside the the train the train and- right and you see, you see, like this, you see a little girl looking out the window and seeing him run. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So in the one of the scenes they added was they have a scene inside the train, and she's like, "I saw a boy. He's running faster than the train." Blah 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 blah. And the the girl's supposed to be Lois Lane, and the oh. mother and the mother and father, the guy that's the father, he is the guy, uh, Kirk Allen. Is the Superman from the original serials from the 1940s? And Lois Lane, I believe it was Noel Noel Neal, that was Lois Lane from the 1950s George Reeves Superman TV show. Oh wow. So they had a cameo in there. Oh, man. And uh but there yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of extra scenes added to it. A lot of it, like I said, was I mean, you could see why it was cut. For a reason, it didn't really add anything to the story. Okay. But it's it's kind of cool to see it because I hadn't seen I hadn't seen that cut since you know probably like 1980 or something when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, and watch, sure, and watch it on TV. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, we we always watched big hits like that w- when they were on TV, and I'm sure I watched that two night event. I just can't remember it because I do remember I do remember going to the theater as a kid seeing it. But I don't remember seeing it at home on TV. But I know I, you know, I know I had to have.
1: Yeah, when this when this came out, uh, you know, my, my dad was probably a bigger Superman fan than I was, and uh, the local um, drive-in, you know, um, was playing it on opening night, and it sold out. And you know, wow. my I remember my dad he he drove around <laughs> he drove around the. The side by the fence so he could look yeah. and kind of check out some of the scenes <laughs> yeah and we we ended up going i think like the next day but um to go see it but uh yeah i mean i i i saw it at the drive-in and uh you know so that's that's just a good memory there to see like a a movie at the drive-in and especially like a big budget movie like that yeah but then you know the, superman was actually one of the one of the first movies that was um, big movies that was on uh, HBO when they when they first came around, and I remember we got an HBO, and you know back then HBO didn't have twenty four hours nope. of programming with you know a different movie every two hours. They had like limited movies per month. Maybe they might have like eight movies a month or something. So for like. I don't know how long, Superman was in rotation on HBO like at least two to four times a day. Oh, yeah. So, man, so I was... It it was Jaws. Yeah.
0: Jaws was on that rotation. I remember because one of my friends had HBO and I was so jealous. And, of course, it was... You know, you remember HBO? It was the little box that sat on top. Little brown box with the little button and you had to press the button to activate the hbo and uh oh man it was so cool though you know it was yeah it was so awesome
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it it felt like you were like well i mean it was i mean it was like groundbreaking to be able to watch a a a movie like that (laughs) um but yeah when it was on hbo I, i i mean it was on two to four times a day and i'd literally when I was a kid, I I used to keep track of how many times I'd seen it. Yeah, and I I don't remember now, but I literally I literally saw it. You know, um, when it was on HBO, at least sixty to eighty times. Oh yeah. I mean, every time every time that I was able to watch it, I watched it. You know, uh, so probably by the nineties, I had seen this movie at least a hundred and fifty times. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I mean, we didn't have you know, uh seasons to to uh what do you call it, the the um the binge watching. We didn't have the binge watching. We only had a set amount of channels on TV. So, you know, we just had the big 3 and then PBS, you know, or something like that. So, If you had HBO, man, you were watching HBO like all the time, you know? It was. Yeah. (laughs) You would just watch the same thing. That's how you did it, you know?
1: But. but And I remember. (laughs) I remember um, every. I think it was Saturday, I think it was in the evening. I think it was on PBS, by the way. They used to have uh, Roger and Ebert at the movies. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we watched it every week to see what the new movies were coming out. And I remember Roger and Ebert did their review of Superman 2. And, you know, they, they reviewed it. And they both gave it, you know, two thumbs up and said it was awesome. And I remember my dad's like, he's like, honey, get your sweater. We're going to the drive-in. <laughs> and we, we, went, <laughs> we, went right to, we went right to the drive-in to go watch Superman 2. But, um, yeah. Um,
0: Drive-ins were awesome back then, you know it was just those were good times
1: well i mean that was the only that was the only option we had because where i lived was kind of rural we didn't have like we didn't have like movie theaters i mean if you wanted to go to the movie theater you had to drive to like the big city right (laughs) so so the only time i got to see like new movies was the summer blockbusters you know Yeah. If anything, if anything came out in the fall or winter, forget about it. Because my dad's like, I'm not driving to Cleveland to go see a movie.
0: (laughs) Did you guys ever, (laughs) you know, because you you know you could only listen to the sound in mono. You know that little speaker you hung on the window. Uh, Yeah. Did you guys ever try to stretch a speaker from the other side and put it in the other window? I I I know we tried that once, um, but some some ins the cable wasn't long enough for the speaker but oh, <laughs> we were trying to get stereo so we I had do remember mono speakers
1: I do remember early on and I can't remember what the deal was with superman but you know early on yeah you had that stupid metal box you hung on your window yeah. but I, the local theater and I want to say for superman or superman 2 they had switched over where they transmitted the sound on an FM station, oh, they did. So, wow. so that you could listen to it in stereo through your car stereo man. system. So that was that was a lot better. Um, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. We didn't have that, at, at, you know, with our drive-ins. They they weren't that sophisticated around here that I remember, but they were good. I mean, I I something about a it drive-in it was just so cool, you know, because you'd have that you'd have where they'd show like three movies you'd get out at like one or two in the morning sometimes yeah and um, you know my parents you know obviously they didn't care about uh, curfews if they were going to see a dry, <laughs> three, uh, three movie run at the drive-in well, yeah so you know it was fun between movies and they have that intermission I'd go to the playground and yeah. do some swinging or uh, that little uh, spinning thing whatever that well, thing was I don't think perfect. you were doing any
1: swinging Uh, At the... uh... Yeah. (laughs) But but you're six. Not at that age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But
0: But, uh, yeah, it was was just so cool being outside in this big screen with, you know, a movie plan or... Yeah. At that time, it would be the intermission because I'd get back to the car for the movie. But, you know, you'd go get your refills or whatever you were getting, you know, in between. You'd sit there freaking... I mean, three movies. I can't even. I, I I have a hard time getting through one movie now. But we, you know, you sit through three freaking movies in a row.
1: Yeah, I I'd never make it. I'd never make it. You know, we'd go to see whatever movie it, that we wanted to see, mm-hmm. and then usually me and my sister would, you know, they'd have the pillows and the blankets, and we'd we'd end up sleeping in the back seat, or we we would just go home you know
0: yeah yeah
1: something like that but but yeah no we, we 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 very rarely went to the concession stand you know my my mom would she would load us up with you know uh tr- you know we, we brought her like our drinks and popcorn and i mean it was like a picnic dude we'd have like sandwich we'd have everything you know what i mean yeah so and my my dad's like, oh, I'm not gonna pay for that food. I gotta pay for these movie tickets, you know. <laughs> so, so, you know, yeah, we could hardly ever go to the concession stand. But um, yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was fun what going. Was,
0: what was some of the? Do you remember any other movies you saw at the at the drive-in?
1: I saw Star Wars at the drive-in.
0: Oh, did you really? Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't I don't remember I don't remember too many after Superman 2, I think, you know, uh, just at the, you know, when I was getting to be, so Superman 2 came out in like 80. So I was almost 10 years old. And yeah, then my, you know, my father, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to start taking two bigger size kids to the drive-in, you know, all all crammed in a car, uncomfortable and stuff like that. But yeah, I did see Star Wars at the drive-in. And, um, you know, I mean... You know, a movie, a movie of that caliber. I mean, that's you know, people are like, you know, when did you see Star Wars? You, you always remember, and that was like a big, big, big deal. So yeah, it was really cool seeing it yeah. at the drive-in, and I, I remember re- cr- I cried too when Obi Wan Kenobi got killed. Oh, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't remember uh, what I did, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm sure I, I was on the verge. Yeah. But yeah. um some about the drive in i remember i remember a few movies at the drive in like since i was young my parents tried to restrict me from you know rated r movies but there was one time i couldn't let i couldn't get them to talk I, to to let me go see nightmare on elm street 2 but one time my mom took me and a couple friends one or two friends i can't remember but we saw a 3 hour or a three-movie um, run at at the Peoria Drive-In, it was called at the time, but uh, it was Psycho Two, and at, that came out in 83. So I wasn't quite, you know, I was, what, 13, I guess? 71, 81, something like that. 12 or 13, I don't know. 71, 81, two, three. yeah, 12 or 13, I don't know, depending on what month, I guess. But, um, we saw that, and do you remember the, that movie, Curtains? I don't know if you remember that one, but that was no. another horror movie. But I don't remember the third one, and it bugs me. But, yeah, man, that was one of... I I loved watching you know horror movies at the theater. But there was one other time that she took us, and do you remember this real cheesy sci-fi movie called Star Crash? No. Oh, man. It was... Um, it was pretty bad, but it had this scantily clad. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know how a lot of those sci-fi movies, the the women were always wearing barely anything. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're always wearing like, like a, uh, you know, almost like a swimsuit or something. You remember, you know, like. Um, Buck Rogers and and uh, what, what was that that one girl in there? They always had like you know Princess Ardala. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, Caroline or Carolyn whatever Monroe. Um, and David Hasselhoff was in it, and it was it was just a terrible film. But I remember I loved it back in the day, you know, and. Um, who did this guy that does all these cheesy B movies? Did it? Uh-huh. Um, I think that was that him, or did he produce it? I think it was like uh, you know, who Corman is. Uh, oh, Roger Corman. Roger Corman. I thought he maybe he didn't do it. I thought he did it. Maybe not, because I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now, and it looks like this this one came out in 79, and it was Stella Star, but it was a movie called Star Crash. And I thought it was a Corman movie, but I guess I'm, let me see here, Roger Corman. Um, yeah, when you get time, look it up, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Well it says uh Star Crash Roger Corman Cult Classics. So I guess it is. Huh. But it, it showed a different director. Maybe he just produced it. I don't know. But it's got it's got a cult following, I guess, but uh it's pretty bad, man. Oh man, it must be out of print. The Blu-ray's going for 151. Wow. wait there's a multi no no it's still up there's a blu-ray going for $16.99 okay well anyway you can check that out later it's 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 pretty cheesy but anyway that was one of the the movies I saw at at the Uh drive-in and there was like this whole you know after I guess Superman in Star Wars, there was all these movies like that coming out. You remember, like, just a ton of. Well, we 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 talked about with Raiders. After Raiders, was all those adventure films. Yeah. And and same with the the sci-fi. There was just the all these sci-fi movies. You know, good or not, it was just like there were just a whole run of them. You know.
1: Well, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I was looking.
0: Yeah, I mean... Oh, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, you know, it's you know, it's basically that was the that was the the trifecta of of movies that really, you know, really uh, started the run of all those movies that came out in the eighties. It was it was Star Wars, Superman, and 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 Raiders, you know, and and those big budget movies produced so popular that uh, you know every studio is like, well, we've got to. We've got to come out with something that, like as big as these movies, and of course, they never had the budgets or they never had the director, and they never had the special yeah. effects. So, they were always, you know, subpar, you know, you yeah, know, exactly. to say the least.
0: So, yeah, so, um, so, where was I going with that? Um, so we were talking about Richard Donner. You know, he directed a couple really good movies obviously the you know which one we're talking about superman and um the omen but years later he he directed the goonies but there's a couple other ones that when i was looking through his movies i didn't Uh realize he directed and one was lethal weapon
1: yes i do remember that now lady
0: hawk I never even... I don't remember that one. I mean, I remember it when it was on, but I don't remember if I've seen it, really. Matthew Broderick, Broderick was in it. But um, Scrooged, that's a great uh, Christmas film, I think. You know, it's just, you know, with Bill Murray. Yeah. And he did Lethal, lethal Weapon 2 and Lethal Weapon 3. There's a few other ones. Assassins, uh, Lethal... I, he did Lethal Weapon four. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And then he drops off after sixteen blocks. So what? That was his last movie that I see on here, two thousand six. So is he still alive?
1: No, nah, he he died in twenty twenty one. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, I mean he was pretty old. I mean he was like yeah. 90, 91 years old or something.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Um, wow. yeah, ninety. It was ninety one. But yeah, he um he also did uh which was a really good movie um was a uh, conspiracy theory
0: yeah and i i think i seen that but i can't i can't be for sure on that
1: I, it's, the, it's the one with mel gibson where he's basically you know he, he believes everything that you hear on alex jones now and uh and he was like on the run and julia roberts ends up helping him and uh a uh, really good movie really well, really good movie well,
0: well. That's right up my alley. I'm gonna have to check it out because I don't remember if I've seen it or not. But yeah, now that I see, see, he directed that. I'm I'm really interested. Um, so one thing I didn't realize was um, Christopher Reeve was only 24 when he filmed uh, Superman.
1: Yeah, un- he was he was unknown for the for the most part. I mean, he was basically like a uh, a stage like actor um but he
0: you told me you told me who they wanted before
1: right um yeah i can't remember the whole slew they they had a whole list of 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 guys that okay. they were considering and I, I can't remember who they are now but okay. they they had really from the beginning had really wanted uh an unknown person just because yeah. I, I i think that um you know I think probably because the people they were talking about using probably wouldn't have fit. And two, I think they were thinking about budget, you know. Maybe uh, I
0: saw that in the making or something. I seen something where they had a, a big actor they, they wanted to play, and I'm like, oh, that would have bombed. Because yeah. he, just, he just wouldn't have been Superman. I like taking an unknown guy. And this guy, I don't know, man, they, they they found the perfect guy. You know, Christopher Reeve was awesome.
1: Yeah, and it's funny when, you know, if there was like a documentary and, and when he when he first showed up um, and they put, had put this suit on him to do like a screen test. I mean, he was this long, lanky skin and bones. I mean, he had no build whatsoever, but you know, he had that look, you know, he had that face look yeah. and he had that personality. And so uh, um, they liked him, but I thought they thought he was a little bit too thin. Mm. So he ended up hooking up with uh, David Prowse, the guy that played um, Darth Vader. And he was, uh, uh, he trained, he trained him uh, Christopher Reeve and got him into weightlifting and, and got him in shape for the, for the role. So, um, and I forget how many pounds of muscle they said that he put on, but quite a bit. I mean, when you watch Superman, I mean, Christopher Reeve is not built like, you know, the comic book character. He's not built like Henry Cavill. I mean, Henry Cavill, I mean, that guy, that guy's a beast, man. You know, he's, he didn't need any kind of padding or nothing. I mean, he's, he's, he's in great, great shape. But first, the 70s, um, you know, Christopher Reeve looked the part of superman you know he was big enough yeah i think he was like six six uh five or something like that so he was tall and you know he wasn't like a string bean but he wasn't like you know ripped and chiseled but i mean he was big enough where it was believable yeah and honestly i mean honestly i mean when you really think about the the whole the whole physics of superman you know he doesn't really need to be super chiseled you know because It's just not how he works. I mean, he's I guess if, powers.
0: So he I mean, he didn't really he re, really he's not in the muscle. It's it's his powers.
1: It's, yeah, I mean, I I guess you know if you're it's good picking with up optics. Yeah, you know. I guess if you're you know you're constantly picking up you know helicopters and stuff like that. I guess you probably would eventually build some muscle. So I mean, I
0: mean, you're a kid picking up a car.
1: <laughs> you right. Don't, you don't have no
0: muscle yet. You know?
1: Yeah, you have to You really have to lift some heavy stuff to start. You know, bodybuilding. You know what I mean? What, what would you? What would you have to pick up to to bodybuild as Superman? You'd have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah you'd, have to, you'd have to pick up like trains.
0: Hey guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you know we like pop culture. Why don't you go over to popenvyshop.com? PopEnvyShop.com and check out the huge amount of pop culture toys, vinyl figures, statues, gift sets, pins. All from your favorite movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, you name it. They have every collectible for every dedicated fan in mind. You like action, adventure, horror. It's all there since 1996. They have provided exclusive, limited edition toys, gifts, and collectibles. So go over to our partners at PopEnvyShop.com, PopEnvyShop.com, and shop for cool stuff. Use code SUNFREE22, SUNFREE22, at PopEnvyShop.com, SUNFREE22, and get Free shipping on all orders, $39 and up. Go to PopEnvyShop.com. Pop-E-N-V-Y-Shop.com.
1: Uh, you know, the movie starts out good, and um, I personally like the beginning mm-hmm. part of the movie. I like the Krypton and Smallville part of the movie almost better than... Clark Kent getting to Metropolis part of the movie, even though that's even though that's where you get to see Superman, you know. I just think that you know, especially when he gets to Smallville, mm-hmm. you know, just the way it's shot. You know, it's in the fifties and it's like this farm town, and you know, it it, it actually had like a uh, a serious type of uh, a feel to it, and uh, yeah. it was a good part of the story, especially you know his dad dying and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. And
0: yeah, I was choked up on that one.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like all these powers, and I couldn't even save him. You know, yeah. yeah I get, I get a little teary eyed too. Yeah, about that. And they play that sad music, and then the camera pans away from the the cemetery and all that. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, uh, the first part of the movie is uh, even the Krypton part is is pretty cool. I mean, uh, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you know th- they. They said a lot of bad stuff about Brando. He was so hard to work with, and, you know, he didn't want to learn his lines and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I, I think Brando was awesome in in yeah. the, the Krypton scenes. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: You know? Did and, you watch—oh, wait, I cut you off. Sorry, man. No, and,
1: and, and it was cool, too, because uh, I don't really—I just remember the really fat Marlon Brando as he got older. Yeah. You know? And the really young Brando, like when he was on uh, in on the waterfront. But like when he was standing there in that white outfit, I mean he looked like a big he looked like a big dude. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean he, he looked is. he looked huge. Yeah, I don't know if it was the costume or or what, but uh and of course, you know, he had a wife that looked like she was like forty years younger than him. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, and then uh, the the only thing I didn't like about the the Krypton uh, scene, I know we're jumping back to Krypton, but is when they they put they put the you know they put Superman in the and the ship and the thing, and he lays that green crystal on it, and then the the thing comes down, and then it it bursts through the 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 the, the ceiling and takes off. Um, that's the only the only flaw I really saw in the whole movie is that you could tell that. Um, that was being pulled up on a cable because when it, when it hit the ceiling, it kind of moved weird, you know, but then it, but then it took off, but I can never understand how, you know, this, this ship, like that, it was just made out of like these crystals that were laying there, closed in there, how, how that, how that was able to keep him alive. You know, right. through space and stuff like that. There was like no controls. There's nothing in there. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> there was like no electronics. So, uh, but but it was kind of cool. Um, and then of course the 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 scene where it crashes. You know, in that field, and you see that big, huge, like trench where it dug dug out, and um, you know. And then he pops out, which they they certainly couldn't show that scene today with some
0: no. yeah with some exactly. kid with his with his yeah. little <laughs>
1: tallywacker hanging out.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, oh my gosh. I'm surprised yeah.
1: that kid didn't uh, try to sue him like the Nirvana kid did. Yeah, you the know? Nirvana kid.
0: Yeah. It's like what the hell were, was Nirvana thinking? Hey, if this kid grows up, you think he'll be pissed? I mean, I I, yeah. I, I can't believe it even it, it even made. Uh, it was even possible to, to have that uh, cover, uh, you know, released. I don't know what they were yeah. on that
1: yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you think about it, But you know, it was even more surprising that they, in Superman the movie, that they showed the, the kids a little winky.
0: I know. That's what uh, I was like. I was like, I forgot all about it. But, you know, I mean, I was trying to think of other movies like that, that they got away with a lot of kind of, I don't remember. Under- I don't remember
1: ever in, in my entire life ever seeing a, a movie where you saw a, a, a small kid's. Yeah. The gentles, only <laughs> ever.
0: I know, I know. The only thing I could think of, like a, a movie that kind of compares to, really, kind of cross the line with um, underage nudity, is it, probably like the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> you remember that one?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That, that was a, that was a little creepy too. Yeah, yeah that, I remember watching that as a kid. Um, but yeah, yeah, because weren't they like brother and sister? I, I don't know. I, I remember I was a little kid when that came out. I just remember my parents. We, we decided we were going to watch it, and my parents are like, "Oh, no, we can't, we can't watch this. This is like <laughs> perverted." Well, and she,
0: she was. She I realized <sighs> she was like sixteen when
1: she filmed that.
0: Walking well, around
1: she, well, she naked. she was definitely she was definitely young,
0: yeah. Yeah, and she was underage. Uh, fifteen. Maybe she was fifteen or six. I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but, but yeah, that was just a weird. I watched the making of it one time, and I remember like, because I always think in movies, you know. Uh, I know we're getting off on a on a on a thing real quick, but I always think like. What if the dude gets hard? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> what if he has a uh, uh, you know a boner or something? You know, and uh, and because uh, obviously it's gonna happen in some scenes.
1: My guess is, and I'm just only guessing, you know, especially like the Blue Lagoon. You know, she's 16. The other dude, I can't think of his name. Willie um, Ames. No, it wasn't Willie Ames. It was. Oh, was um, Willie Ames? I think it was Chris Atkins. Oh shoot. I could be wrong, but I, I would guess that they they probably gave him something to prevent that from happening.
0: Well, I was watching the making, or
1: or or just <laughs> j- just the uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, um, just the uh, the idea of people filming you might just make it you so uncomfortable that it wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? I would feel super uncomfortable if I was a guy while having to walk around naked, and there's like a whole film crew, you know, you know, there's six people with the camera, the director, everybody sitting there watching yeah. you. I, I would feel, I would feel very uncomfortable. So I don't think that I probably uh, would uh, even be thinking about, uh, you know, seeing Brooke Shields' naked yeah. body and getting excited. Well,
0: I, I know. I think it happened though. And what did? What I don't know, I watched the making of it one time, and it happened. And I don't know if it was the director. or Somebody said, "Oh, don't worry about it; it's normal," or something. I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. But you'd have to look it up. You'd probably find it somewhere.
1: I, I think and, like, so. At some point in that movie, they they like ended up like putting on like little cloths or something, didn't they? At yeah, some they, point. Did, they did. Yeah. yeah. So I think there was only a couple. Couple nude scenes or something in there. I, it's been so long. I, I just I, know. I, I I'll never watch it again because I, uh, I had no interest in it. But I, I guess at the time it was a big a big movie or something. But um yeah. So
0: um you're right though. I I, I was doing this like uh, I'm doing this series like where I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking through <laughs> old, old magazines um and commentating on them. You know and. This last episode, I was doing uh, fantastic films, but the one before that, I was doing Tiger Beat, and I kept, I kept, uh, uh, well, Willie Ames kept showing up in there. I said, "Oh, he was in Blue Lagoon." I got it totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> totally wrong. And it's Christopher Atkins because I looked it up too. I was like, "Gosh, they both had that." hair, yeah, you, you know? Hair, but, you know
1: they, yeah, they had that they had that curly hair dude. Yeah, curly.
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like what an idiot. I'm sitting there saying, Oh yeah, blue lagoon and this. yeah. And like, oh I, man.
1: I think I think Willie Ames I I think I think his hair was naturally like that. Yeah. But I, I I think like Chris Atkins and like William Cat from the Greatest American oh, yeah, Hero. Okay, yeah. I, I think I think that, that was like that I think they just got perms. Was that was like big back then, wasn't uh, it? I could be wrong. Yeah, they were, were perms. Nice. I mean, because you don't see people like that nowadays. No. You don't see you don't see people with like curly hair like that. You just don't see it. So I would assume that it was perms. But I think Willie Ames that was his natural hair. Well, and and you probably thought it was Willie Ames. I'm gonna tell you why you thought it was Willie Ames. Because I I, Willie Willie Ames was in that movie with Scott Bayo called Zapped, and that's yeah. where all with Heller and Heather yeah, yeah, Thomas yeah. And they kept on making her shirt bust open. Remember?
0: But but I just looked up Willie Ames, and it hit me why I thought he was the dude in in, in Blue Lagoon. Do you remember the Blue Lagoon ripoff called Paradise? Did you did you see that? Because it had no. Phoebe Kate. Phoebe Kate. Remember her? That was the Fast chick from Time. uh EFS
1: yeah, Times.
0: Yeah. Well, she's naked throughout. Like a bunch in paradise and so is willie ames uh, and i'm thinking and yeah. i'm like this is just like the blue lagoon it's like a, a knockoff it came out in 1982 and it starred willie Ames. <laughs> that's why that's totally why i got it mixed up
1: yeah it's funny though because now you think about it is that they they went with a guy that had like curly hair yeah you know, yeah. they, they could have went with anybody, but they're like, hey, it's got to be close to the Blue Lagoon, so find me somebody with curly hair. But since we're talking about Willie Ames, he, he was in that movie with with Scott Baio called Zapped. And there I love was, that movie, though. There there were so many boobies in that movie. Yeah,
0: there was, yeah.
1: But it wasn't Heather Thomas. That was a body double every time I, I read.
0: Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Man, but... Man. uh
1: I remember watching that super early in the morning, like on HBO or Cinemax when my parents weren't up, and I was always worried I was going to get caught yeah. the whole time I watching it, <laughs> yeah. but I couldn't. I couldn't stop watching it.
0: Hey, guys, are you looking to get healthy? How about getting healthy naturally? Your body needs 90 essential nutrients, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and three essential fatty acids. And the easiest way to get those nutrients into your body is to get the Healthy Body Star Pack. Go over to naturalhealthengenda.com and check out the awesome supplements that Longevity has to offer. Also, guys... After 90 days of trying the products years ago, I decided to become a distributor because longevity gives you the power to become your own boss and to start your own business. I wanted to help others, so after healing my ailments naturally, I wanted to help other people. By becoming a distributor, I was able to share my knowledge to friends family and whoever wanted to listen so drop big pharma try something natural for a change go to naturalhealthagenda.com naturalhealthagenda.com and see what the power of nutrition can do for you
1: they don't they don't waste any time with you know that that's like the only small scene uh, as a baby and then you know he's a teenager boom next thing he's a teenager and yeah and uh you know, the one thing that's messed up about the whole uh the whole thing with him as a teenager is that for whatever reason, they the guy that played Clark Kent, the teenage Clark Kent, for whatever reason they decided that oh, it didn't sound right. So they made Christopher Reeve overdub all his lines. Oh, really? So that's Christopher Reeve's voice. They dubbed it over. I don't know if there was there was so much of a difference in hmm. pitches or whatever. Maybe. So yeah, that's that's kind of messed up. So that you're in a mo- you're in a movie, you're acting. Hey, I'm in this movie. I'm in Superman, Boba Blonde, and your friends and family come in there and it's like, "That that doesn't sound like you." You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they kind of ripped the guy off. I feel kind yeah. of bad for him. Yeah. Um, wow. But I guess in that big 3-hour yeah tv version they added some scenes back in mm-hmm. and so those weren't dubbed by christopher oh, really? reeve because they weren't in the theatrical cut so i guess his voice changes from christopher reeve to the real guy to christopher reeve in a, a scene or two. Oh my gosh
0: that's
1: I, I never i never noticed it obviously but okay. yeah i was just i just figured i just found that out and um
0: yeah one thing is when I was watching that, I, I I talked to you before about this, but did you ever watch Smallville, the TV se- series
1: i I did, and I, yeah. I you know, as much as I love superman, I, I I just couldn't get into the show. I mean, it was really? like oh, here's the Krypton powered person of the week. Remember, the yeah. first season was like, oh, the meteor bits were affecting right. this high school student. and and I was like, oh. I just couldn't get into it, so I, I never finished watching the series.
0: Well, I, I mean, I loved it. I, I became a big fan of Smallville, but um, and I loved the uh, Michael Rosenbur- Rosenbaum um, version of, of Young Lex. I thought he did a good job. But Yeah,
1: I, I did like him.
0: But, I, I in fact, I, I was listening to his podcast the other day. He's got a podcast, and uh, yeah. it's really good. And he... Did you know there's a Superman event in Metropolis, Illinois?
1: Illinois. Yes, every year. I did not year.
0: know that. I did not know. He's going to be I, there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like.
1: I've always wanted to go to that. Yeah. There's like, I, there's like a huge Superman statue in the middle of town. and I did and, not uh, know that. That's yeah. So right. For years, um, you know, uh, Noel Neal, the chick that played lois lane in the tv show she would go there and and yeah it would be a big a big event but uh i've always wanted to go but yeah um if i if i lived in illinois still i i would probably like to check it out
0: i i looked at it and and from where i'm at it's like four hours away and with gas prices the way they are it's just not feasible
1: you cheap bastard i know
0: (laughs) but man i would love to go you
1: know you wouldn't have a problem if you had an electric car
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish somebody, I wish the, uh, the 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 good old government would go ahead and give out free electric cars, since they want to jack everybody's prices up.
1: But uh, do they? I, I know they have like a parade and and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, you know, it, I don't think big stars always show up every year. Yeah, uh, it but would yeah, be cool
0: though. It would
1: it, be it sweet. It you know. Totally would be cool just uh just i guess there's maybe a lot next
0: of, year <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe next year <laughs> well, yeah i'm not even i'm not even sure when they when they do it i, I always thought about doing it but
0: um well yeah uh, if you ever decide maybe we maybe we should plan something yeah when, when it's affordable
1: they got a big uh, you know they got a big thing in the uh cleveland um airport uh-huh. Um, it's a, like a big, huge display. uh there's a statue of Superman, and there's oh um, a a display because you know the you know he was created in Cleveland, Ohio oh, yeah, yeah, you're right and uh by Jerry Siegel and Joe schuster yeah. and uh yeah, so there's a big thing in the airport there, which is kind of wow. cool that is awesome
0: so the movie, what's your favorite part of the
1: movie the beginning you think uh, yeah, or I mean half or... I mean I mean it's. I like that part of the, like I said, I like that part of the movie better, only because I just don't like, I don't like Lex Luthor in this movie, because oh, yeah. they they made him, they made him too comical. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why I, you know, I like I like the movie and I like Gene Hackman and, and I like Lex Luthor in the movie, but I don't like him that they made him kind of a clown and they gave him Otis, you know, his stupid Mm -hmm. sidekick. But um, uh, that's, that for me is the whole downfall of the movie is Mm -hmm. that they made you know, Luther is supposed to be like this angry, evil guy. You know what I mean? And he was, he was just kind of like, they made him too comical, but I, I think probably my favorite scene from the movie is obviously the, the montage where, um, you know, where he essentially, uh, well, no, my favorite scene is where he's in the, in the fortress of solitude and, you know, he's talking to Marlon Brando. And then the next thing, you know, he's in the suit. And then he does that initial flight off that, you know, off the, off the ice there. And he Mm -hmm. flies right into the camera. That's like awesome. Yeah, that's that, super. That's super awesome. That awesome. But you know the the ending. You know with the two missiles and blah blah blah. You know, uh, first of all, that's dumb. Okay, it was just a dumb uh, premise because Superman is fast enough to stop both the missiles. Okay, because you saw it later in the movie, he was so fast he flew around the Earth. Eight zillion times to to spin it the opposite yeah. direction, <laughs> so he could have stopped both of those missiles. Right? It's you know so that was a big flaw, for me in, in the movie, but um, but when he first uh, you know appears in Metropolis with the whole helicopter scene, you know, and then he stops the crooks you know, and you know, that's like his first night and you know, his debut in town. Yeah. That that's awesome. You know what I mean? He's right. stopping the crow. He's stopping the guy that's climbing on the outside of the building, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh that's better than the whole interaction with Lex Luthor stopping the missiles and the kryptonite necklace and and all that all that kind of stuff. And of course, you know, as as corny as it is, you know, the interview with, you know, him and Lois on uh on her balcony and then they go for yeah. they go for their That's their sweet. flight their yeah, flight together. To and what's really cool about that um scene is you know after you know after they get done flying and he brings her back to her um her balcony and stuff like that uh there's a part Right in there, where it's one, remember, you know, he talks to her, blah, 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 and then he flies off, right? And there's a knock on the door, and it's Clark Kent, right? Yeah. And that's all one continuous shot. So, oh, like, yeah. so what happened was, uh, I, I saw this on the making of the movie, is, like, like, where he takes off and flies away, that's actually a projection. There's actually a movie screen there. And really? so that's how they were able to do it in one continuous oh, yeah. shot. Awesome. <laughs> That is awesome. So that that was pretty cool, and you would never have known that, honestly. But um, yeah, that, that you know the the whole the whole uh, the plot of the movie with Luthor and stuff like that, uh, it could have been better. You know what I mean? Well, and and, and I think uh, you know as time has went on, I I don't mind her so much, but I don't really think Margot Kidder was the best choice for. For Lois Lane. Right, um, right. I, you know. I, yeah, I agree. I liked her in the first movie, but I didn't yeah. really like her in the following movies um yeah. as much. She just kinda of was more kind of like annoying. Yeah. And it and it was kinda <laughs> and it was kinda unbelievable that, you know, uh of all the women on earth that this this super powered alien could choose from, he's interested in her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but
0: uh, now, I don't want to. I, I don't want to flip back, but but I'm gonna just f- for long. But I just want to flip back to Smallville real quick because I, I there was a point uh, um, I wanted to bring up. I don't know how far you watched in Smallville, but it got better as it went on. But I think what I loved about that show so much was the fact that john schneider played an awesome jonathan kent i mean when he was in he just he was just an awesome dad in that film and the other actor that made it besides I, i did like young lex i thought he did a great job but lex's father lionel luther who was played by john glover yeah. Amazing yeah, actor. Gosh. He, he dude, he he had the Lex Luthor, like you could tell how Lex was trying to he was fighting this evil inside him. Like, yeah. You know, and his dad was just this abusive, you know, guy. And and you you see how Lex becomes evil and he was trying to fight it. He was trying to be good at one point, trying to become you know friends with uh you know it was like a fr- they had a friendship you know him and Clark but they're always going back and forth you know it was like he wanted to become friends but the, the you know the evil was just you know yeah building inside and and that's kind of like that that whole story that kind of made Smallville and and with John Glover as as this you know bad father but he he had a A slick way of being cool at the same time, you know. Yeah, (laughs) it was really, it was really cool. But I love John Schneider. I mean, you know that he he just is an excellent actor. But we were talking about tearing up in Superman when when uh, um, you know Jonathan Kent dies. Yeah. Well, the same goes for Smallville when they killed Jonathan. You know, John. Schneider, Jonathan Kent, whatever, um, off, and he died. It was tears. I mean, it was <laughs> because, you know, he played, um, you know, 100-some episodes. Yeah, and yeah, They killed him off, man. That was something. You invested time in that character. You knew it was coming because of the Superman story, but you didn't know when. And when right. it happened, it was like, oh, man. But, you know, that show did go on for was it ten seasons? I think.
1: I mean, it was on a long time, which was mm-hmm. f- shocking for me. It was and shocking. I, yeah, and you know, I, I think I think it went on for so long because it wasn't Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah, he wasn't. Was, he wasn't was flying.
0: To Superman. Yeah, right? he
1: wasn't flying around in, in a costume and stopping uh, bank robbers and, and stuff like that.
0: Hi, guys, Steve here. Are you a musician, composer, or hobbyist? Do you use music software instruments, virtual instruments, audio plugins, or whatever? Please check out my blog at samplesoundreview.com. Samplesoundreview.com, where I share the latest new releases, reviews, and an exclusive deal page where you can save a buttload of money on virtual instruments so why not check out SampleSoundReview.com for the latest deals you can also find us on Facebook we have a Facebook group that's uh, new and and trying to grow we also are on Twitter and a couple other sites Instagram so SampleSoundReview.com check us out and save some money
1: yeah, I mean, when you when you look back at all of the uh, the portrayals of of Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have you have the you have the one from Smallville, you have Lex Luthor from Lois and Clark. Yeah, um, what'd
0: you think of that one? That,
1: I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I think I, I you know I I think that uh, Gene Hackman's is the worst Luthor ever, and and any Superman. Yeah media I, he was just too yeah he was too, i know he was, what mean. he was too hokey
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and sure. that ruined it and, and, and another thing about it is is that they kept on bringing him back right they yeah. kept on bringing him back i mean that's why i think you know after superman 2 um they should have came up with new, a new villain, a, a new villain yeah. instead of that stupid, you know, Superman 3, of course, they did the one with Richard Pryor and the, and the yeah. supercomputer, remember? <laughs> which, yeah. my gosh, I, I would have much rather had Gene Hackman than that mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, Superman 4, Quest for Peace, of course, they bring Lex Luthor back with that stupid nuclear man, which isn't even a really a real villain. In Superman comics, and it was just dumb. Now that's I mean, they, where they
0: really screwed up on the flying scenes. Superman Four, wasn't it? Because I remember seeing a cable or something that's in that
1: movie. That, the the effects, well, you know that was that was like a Golden Globus uh, production. You know, they used to make all those. You know, they made like Missing in Action and all those cheesy yeah. movies from the eighties. So I mean, the budget for that movie was just so low. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean. I think it was a good a good idea to use Luthor for the first one. Uh, but, and obviously he had to be in the second one. Yeah. But because they, You're
0: right. They should have changed it to, to somebody else. Just like they do in most, all the movies now.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you look back at uh, even, uh, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman movies. Mm-hmm. You know, the first movie, it was the Joker. The second movie, it was the Penguin. Yeah. You know, I... I mean, you, you need a challenge, right? For Superman. I mean, he's just some bald, you know, yeah. nut. You know what I mean? It's just, but yeah. I mean, Gene Hackman was the worst Luther ever, um, and he's a good actor, so it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously yeah, that was a script he had to work with and and, yeah. and whatever, but, um, but yeah. I mean, it, it, the movie's still it's still awesome. It's still awesome, and even though there's some. There's some things in the movie that are 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 hokey, and uh like I said, Superman definitely could have stopped both of the missiles and yeah and uh, whatever, but well, yeah. um I mean it's
0: it's I hear what you're saying I mean I mean, you know I'm always looking for problems and things that don't make sense myself and um for the most part though, I could nitpick most of the movies today like. Like, right. like, okay, uh, yeah, this, this is stupid, you know. But I, I mean, for a nineteen seventy eight film, to what they did, I mean, yeah, I, it, it's still just a cinematic kind of masterpiece, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, it was. I was just reading um, here on, IMDb. Uh, uh, it mm-hmm. said that the film was planned. It took three years of planning. The film. It yeah. took two years to shoot the film. Um, they had over a thousand person crew. Wow. Eleven film units that was spread over three studios and in eight countries over wow. a million feet of film was used Jeez. and it had the highest production budget of any film at the time.
0: Man. Well, there you go. And um, I remember seeing I don't know if it was a making of or it, it was something. I watched a special feature maybe that was it. And they said when Superman that scene you were talking about when he first flew, uh-huh. when they did that live, when they when they first figured it out and he sh- flew for the same for the first time, obviously I don't think they were filming at that time but I'm not sure maybe they were but all I know is the crew, most of the crew just started crying. It was so awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? I mean it's like they broke cinematic history with that flight scene, you know, with that with the way they learned how to make him fly, and they weren't gonna use any type of effects that were ever used prior. It was all brand new. Uh, technology that they were doing, and I guess the the crew just cried when when they saw him fly for the first time. You know, I, I when I think about Christopher Reeve, did you ever see the movie he did after Superman called uh, uh, somewhere in time?
1: Oh, I just watched it the other day, but yeah, it's an awesome movie. Oh, I
0: love that movie. I I got that on Blu-ray a while back, and I've I've been wanting to revisit that one because i watched it i used to watch, <laughs> when you were talking about hbo they used to play that one on hbo all the time. yeah
1: yeah yeah what we didn't talk about which is a huge 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 part of the movie is the intro like the intro of the movie the you know the music the, the music yes. and the, all the how the you know how the yeah. The, the words were coming at the screen yes,
0: yes.
1: And, and, you know, and just that John Williams theme. I mean, that is iconic. That is as big a part of the movie as, you know, Superman flying around or Krypton right. is that intro. And that's why when Superman Returns came out, they knew, man, we have to use, we have to use that music. We have to use that 1978 intro to the movie because that was just a huge part of building you know, the movie up, you know, after, after you watch that intro to to Superman, the movie in the opening credits, I mean, you were so pumped. I was so, I was so pumped after watching that intro. Yeah. That, (laughs) that I, you know, I couldn't take it, you know,
0: why didn't they take Superman, the movie and transfer it to 3d technology? Because they've done that with older movies and they they look stunning they're just you know they're, they're it just adds so much more depth and i think that movie would look phenomenal in in 3 D. Uh,
1: I mean the opening credits would i don't know if anything else to me would be that great
0: well, but have you ever if yeah. you were well see i got a th- i got a 3d tv i know 3d is not you know not popular right now because they kind of quit making those tvs i think and um but if you've taken a film like, oh, shoot, what? I'm trying to think of an old film. Well, they did this with Top Gun, the original Top Gun. They made a 3D version of it, and it's it looks phenomenal. It's not your the 3D where it's made to pop out in front of you, but it's just a 3D um right. depth. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they should have, they should have uh, did that with Superman, you know. I, don't, I mean, I would have bought it in a heartbeat just because they're just. It, it's just a different kind of experience. But that's just, I don't know, one of my thoughts I was having with it. You know, it's like.
1: So it's I am. Um, oh. I I came across the the uh the list of the original actors they wanted to to use. Oh yeah, Robert. Yeah. Robert Redford.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. I'm like, Clint Eastwood.
1: What a what a bomb! You
0: know, I love Clint, but no Superman, no Superman.
1: And, and James Caan. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So there you go.
1: Yeah, could you imagine that? Three
0: bad flops right there. Just not Superman material. Sorry, you know. No. I mean, Clint Eastwood's Superman his own right, but he's not Superman with a cape. <laughs> you
1: know. Yeah and it's said that uh, Christopher Reeve gained 42 pounds of of muscle for the movie wow
0: well if they had, if they were that they had that much time preparing for the movie he had plenty of time to gain some weight then i don't <laughs> what would you say they had 3 years of planning
1: or yeah. something jeez it also said that the the credits, the opening credits for the movie, cost more than most movies that had come out previously.
0: Really? Just the credits? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, those those would have been cool in 3D. Kind of like uh, how they did uh, well, like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three when it was in 3D and it come out at yeah.
1: It says here, uh, the the actor. Who played Superman as a baby? Died in 1991 Whoa. from inhaling sol- from inhaling solvents at the age of 14. Holy so he was like,
0: cow! He was only 14.
1: He was like sniffing gas or something and Jeez. killed himself. That's a
0: that's a terrible story, man. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wonder if his parents are still alive. I probably would think
1: not. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's uh, it's this definitely is uh, it's an all-time classic, all-time classic. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they can reboot Superman uh, today and make a better movie than this. I just don't think it's possible.
0: No, I mean they're just something. Magical about, you know, the way, the way it was shot, the way, you know, Christopher Reeve was and it or you know was I guess, and uh, you know I can't believe he's, I still can't believe he's dead, you know, at 52. It's just, it's just mind blowing that that had to happen to him. How long was he paralyzed? I mean, he was paralyzed for a long time before he, you know, died. But yeah. Gosh, that, that was just devastating. Well, didn't that happen in the 80s, or... Did that happen in the 90s?
1: You know, He's, I... I don't remember, but yeah, he... He was paralyzed for a long time. I mean... Oh. And, uh, you know, it's what's 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 sad about that story is is that you know he was paralyzed and he went through all that and then he passed away and then like a year later his wife like died of like lung cancer and she never oh. smoked a, she never smoked a cigarette in her life but i understand really and and you know oh god you know so their their kids just within a matter of a year you know lose both their parents jeez you know it's just it's, it's horrible okay
0: so 95 is when he first was paralyzed, was paralyzed. yep 95 so he just oh. died what like
1: like 10, 10 years ago 000,
0: right? was it 5 or something or
1: shoot I don't even know uh, 2004 4 wow so he was paralyzed for like 9 years man then <laughs> Seems like a lot longer than that, yeah, it doesn't does. it? does. it does. He ended up making a uh an appearance on Smallville though, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
0: Yes. That was a great great episode. They they had a lot of cameos and stuff
1: by Well, I know that the uh the mother, uh, Martha Kent, she yep. was she was the one that uh she was the actress that was Lana uh, was Lana Lang in yes. Superman 3.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Annette Tool. She was, she, she was a great mom too. She was. I forget. I don't know why I didn't bring her up, but yeah, her and John made a, made a great uh, couple on that show.
1: And then the one girl, the blonde girl, right? She was the one that was indicted for that, like sex cult.
0: Yes, Exe. uh wait, was it Exeum or something like that? X-E-M. Yeah, I mean that was crazy because she was like this innocent bubbly girl and all of a sudden she's in some cult recruiting women <laughs> to get to, to get uh uh what branded and and it was crazy man when I when I heard that I'm like geez
1: yeah um, I never I never heard the full story but I just like I just heard she was in some kind of sex cult or something I don't know
0: hey guys do you want the best iodine supplement around do you have problems with gut health Uh, you want immune support hormone support you got trouble sleeping hey I got a company that I have been buying products for years they have the best detox programs available so you want to Detox your body. This is the place to go. I want you to visit globalhealingorganics.com. globalhealingorganics.com. Use the coupon code healthy life to get 10% off any order $50 and up. Use the coupon code healthy life for 10% off any order $50 and up. You will not be disappointed. These are the best like herbal tincture supplements out there and their products are so clean, organic. You got protein powders, you got detox and cleanse products, you got skincare, you name it, check it out. GlobalHealingOrganics.com. Get 10% off using coupon code Healthy Life.
1: It's, I think it's, um, it holds up. It stands the test of time. I think it's the greatest, superhero film of all time, hands down. And, um, you know, there'll never be another Christopher Reeve. You know, I mean, he he made you believe that, you know, he made made you believe in in Superman, like that it it was real. Maybe that's because I was a kid. But yeah, I mean, it it totally holds up. They can't make anything that would even come close to it uh, nowadays. And, um, you know, it's... It's just one of those movies from the seventies slash eighties that it set the standard, um, and a lot of the movies that we take for granted nowadays would not exist without without Superman. It just it, it it just we wouldn't have the we wouldn't have the entertainment that we have today if it wasn't for Richard Donner and the Saul brothers and Christopher Reeve and the whole cast that made this movie because it 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 basically it it got the ball rolling and it yeah. changed it changed movies forever yeah you know superman and, and and star wars and and jaws uh those those movies um i mean they defined what what a blockbuster is right that's that's where you know you know that's where uh, you know they got that from i mean it was a blockbuster and that's that's what uh you know that was like the measuring stick from 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 that on you know, it, it had to be as big as Star Wars. It had to be as big as Superman.
0: So isn't that something when you think about it? You got Jaws that kicked off the whole uh animal uh killer movies, you know, the the, the all those different movies that came out about animals killing, you know. <laughs> you right. Know, piranha, uh Grizzly, I don't know. What all those all those movies. I'm I'm trying to remember. There were so many of them. You remember that? There was just so yeah. many Different, like nature turns on man movies, you know, the uh, type of, uh, of, of films. So Jaws kicks that off. Halloween kicks off the slashers. And then Star Wars kicks off the sci fi movies. That's why the 70s are, are probably the most iconic decade for film, I think overall if you add it up every decade that probably is the most important decade
1: well i think uh, well i think i think not just for 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 movies i think i think the 70s kicked off literally everything like yeah. that we appreciate today i mean uh, movies TVs, yeah, yeah. music, yeah. you know, think about it, you know, hard rock, rock and roll really came came to its own in the 70s. Metal came out in the late 70s. Uh, TV shows um, really changed in the 70s. You know, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, Incredible Hulk, yeah. you know, Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. You know, until uh, before then, you, you're watching like the Rockford Files and, uh, you know, Perry Mason and, you know, goof, you know, Emergency. And, you know, it's like the late 80s, things changed. And then uh, it's never, you know, it's never way, especially TV. You know, as yeah. soon as, as soon as, you know, that stuff came out in the 70s, then it just got bigger in the 80s with Knight Rider and the A-Team Greatest American Hero and yeah. then, you know, the 90s you know, the X-Files. I mean, just, it just, everything exploded from you're the 70s. Right.
0: You're right. I mean, think of the, think of the music that came out in the 70s. I mean, you're right. Metal started in the 70s. Prog rock started in the 70s. Um, disco started in the 70s. Yep. Which probably, since disco faded out, probably opened the door for the... Pop artists. The, the new you know, wave pop and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the new yeah. wave pop. So, yeah, you're right, man. 70s was just, wow, such an important decade.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of it had to do with, I think, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the nation coming out of, uh, like, Vietnam. And, uh, you know, we had the energy crisis back then. And, yep. and so uh, people just wanted to escape yeah. So that was that that opened the door for bigger and better you know entertainment and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the seventies. So yeah, you're right, man. That's uh that's pretty wild, man, to think of all the stuff that, that, that came out of the seventies for sure. So the bottom line if you haven't seen Superman the movie, go watch it. What are you waiting for? Right. And, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it in a while, Go watch it and relive the experience. Got anything else, Steve?
1: No, no, no. Uh, hopefully, every episode will get better. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is called raw
1: talk, <laughs> you know? Right. Raw talk. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all
0: right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys uh, real soon. Peace. Bye-bye.